You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Raven's getting really smart about this. <laughs> she was under my feet, and I don't know if there's something in the like cadence of my voice that changed as we were getting ready. <laughs> Uh, she didn't she even anticipated the... a clap. Yeah, she didn't even wait for the clap. She just like up and trotted over to her uh, standard recording position on the couch. Pavlovian, you might say. <laughs> it's almost pre-Pavlovian now, though. Like the yeah, clap how... response is pla- Pavlovian. What but... is beyond Pavlovian? <laughs> What's the level beyond? She's broken if... the Pavlov's barrier. <laughs> if Pavlov broke time yeah which for all we know he did i don't know what pavlov got up to other than fucking with his dogs <laughs> Freybug is so far beyond pavlovian at this point that she understands the gregorian calendar <laughs> <clears throat> well i guess we should tell a folktale since that's what we're here for Oh yeah, we're we're going. We're in. Oh, is this is this all is this all episode? I mean, it might be. I don't control Tyler. I barely do. That's from what I've seen. True. <laughs> um. Yeah. Do either of you have any news updates or anything that you want to get into before we pop off? Before we hop off. Where are we hopping off to? <laughs> the folk, the hop off this folklore cliff. Yeah, straight into the, the grimy uh, lands yes. below. That we Thelma and Louise off weekly. Because <clears throat> <laughs> we cannot be taught. News. No. <laughs> I just, I continue to have boxes, and that's yeah. it. Spatial distance is our last frontier. Yeah? <laughs> if we can solve that, and also income inequality and poverty and hunger, <laughs> and maybe some other things, but I bet, I bet, um... But first and foremost... No, he I said bet just final being able to, so last being and able, last most. Oh, being able true. to move places, move things from one place to another immediately would help with that a lot. You're talking portals. I'm talking... Maybe. I'm talking a portal-like effect, whether that is done through portals or some other means. Maybe eventually 3D printers will get so good that you can 3D print your home somewhere else and then just go there and you just, abandon the old stuff. You 3D you print upload, yourself in it. Upload a file. Yeah. Um, it's that is is an appealing solution. Like if if it is the Star Trek, 
I liquidate my home and everything in it into like it's just constituent atoms and reconstruct it somewhere else. Yeah, well, you, I don't... you would break it all down into the resin required to 3D print it elsewhere. Yeah, I don't want to do that with like myself, but I will do it to everything that I own. <laughs> Alternatively, we just all live in the Matrix. Our, you know, our consciousness can hop around. Mm. The Matrix sounds okay. It really does. Like, it's it seems like it's maybe a better situation, <laughs> than, like than not the Matrix. Especially if you can control the Matrix a little bit, maybe just enough to like produce a snack when you want one. <laughs> yeah, that's the price that's... of a soul. That's that's not nothing. I mean, you still have a soul. Yeah, your soul's sure. fine. You that's still, the whole you thing. You still have a body. Just your your experience. It just is a battery for the computer. Yeah, your yeah. body your body is encased in goop, kept alive by other goop. Great. But your consciousness no gets to do whatever nonsense it wants. Yeah, that is a small price to pay. That is a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, like, your flesh prison somewhere else, you're free of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with any of the downsides that come with having a body. Man, I don't know about you, but the shadows on this cave wall, pretty good. <laughs> the shadows on this cave wall are in 4K, and they really- <laughs> It's actually higher resolution than real life. <laughs> well, do you want to do a normal intro, Carmen? Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. Welcome to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver, Tyler. I'm Gordy, Cave Dweller and Shadow Watcher. <laughs> and happy to be doing it. Uh, so I will be reading you to a folktale you haven't heard before, although it will have some very familiar vibes to it. Um, yeah. We're going back to the Grim Towns, just because the Grims kind of own the marketplace of folklore and have oversaturated it with their nonsense. Yeah, it's like McDonald's on a road trip. Basically, yeah. Like, we, we, gotta, we gotta make a quick stop here. We um, know what we're gonna get. Usually. We are going to be reading The Blue Light. Um, this was suggested to us by Kid Chaos, Rutabaga Rancher. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is, of course, a grim tale uh, and sourced from pit.edu. The, the wondrous people doing very good work over there. Uh, so this is going to have some some pretty similar vibes to several of the stories we've read actually rather recently uh it's like a mashup of a couple of our recent tales so uh we'll be able to react accordingly a girl talk style remix yeah love a good remix yeah um so i guess shout out when you figure out what we're remixing more of a cca fan myself (laughs) girl talk's fine yeah i like neil um but his sister's artwork kept me excited throughout my middle school years. <laughs> what a talented family. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, you're listening to us. <laughs> All right, uh, 
So, once there was a soldier who had served his king loyally for many long years, but when the give war... Give him a kingdom. Huh? Just be done with it. Just, just give, give him... him one? Yeah, just give him a castle. Let's get this over with. Just fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> Smash that castle button. <laughs> he has unlocked that reward tier. Yeah. If if you pay to pl- to to play, you can just like hop straight to castle level. Are castles just Twitch subscriptions for kings? <laughs> I need to spend uh, more time on Twitch and learn how it works, but I'll go with yes probably. <laughs> All right, so um, he does not have the subscription service that he has to grind for his castle. Um, so when the war was over and the soldier couldn't serve anymore because he had too many wounds from war times, uh, the king told him, you can go home now. I don't need you anymore. Also, don't expect any more money because wages are only for those who earn them. Bye. <laughs> Your meat is barely ambulatory anymore. I have no use for you. <laughs> go starve in the streets. I don't give a shit. Anyway, thanks, I guess. No, I'm not even going to bother. You're welcome, actually. You're, you're welcome for war. <laughs> I gave you a job and opportunities. I gave you so many wars, and you never even said thank you. As a soldier. Very Reagan-era king. <laughs> uh, so the soldier didn't know how he could earn a living. Because he hadn't been taught any other skills than war, and now his limbs are all messed up. So he very sadly walked all day until he came to a forest in that in the evening. In the darkness of the trees, he saw a light, and he followed it to find a little house where a witch lived. Um, not being upset by the witchiness at all, uh, he just tells her, Give me a night's shelter and a little to eat and drink, or I'll die. Is this story on Mars? Are, are you getting hints to what we might be remixing? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, this does remind me of our Mars soldier. <laughs> this one's on the moon, probably, but yeah, this is this is a tinderbox remix. Gotcha. Um, How fucked up are her dogs? <laughs> uh... So she answers him with, Oh ho, who gives anything to a runaway soldier? But I'll take some pity on you if you He's do not what a I runaway, ask. he was fired. She doesn't know that. It's just really really judgy. Yeah, she's jumping to some serious conclusions here. Standing on a moral high ground I don't think witches have. <laughs> Personally. Not after what they've done. Yeah. To newts. To newts and once to our moon. <laughs> Though I'm still not sure what the fallout from that was. Being on the moon? There was a news story like a year or two ago about some witches who hexed the moon or something. Oh yeah, oh, I remember this. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't know what came of that. I'm not well versed enough in... Hexes. Hexing or any of that. Maybe the moon to... just has nightmares now that it can't escape. Poor moon. <laughs> it's been watching us this whole time. It must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. <clears throat> Dreading the day when we finally settle on it. 
Nightmares when it's asleep. Nightmares when it's awake. Can't win. Aren't we doing something with the moon science, like, soon? Who's we? You, like, us? It's not on my fucking Google calendar, if that's what you're asking. NASA's going back to the moon. Would they forget Uh, something? Yeah, they left a flag. (laughs) They littered. We did leave some junk on there that doesn't work anymore. Uh, According to this NPR article, there is a lot of science to be done on the moon. Yeah. So they're going back. Because they left some science there. Um, So maybe that's the hex. It's a slow burn hex, but we're going back to litter the moon some more. (laughs) That's the hex. Um. All right. So yeah, the witch is like, "I'll I'll have pity on you. I'll give you food and shelter if you do what I what I ask." And uh, the soldier asks, "What do you want?" Because he apparently took no ranks in diplomacy. Like all of his uh, his dialogue is extremely direct and to the point, and none nuance. Uh, so she asks him to dig up her garden in the morning, and he agrees to do that. Dig it up. Yep, just dig it up. Like to ruin it. Or is that a weird way to say harvest? Um, she might be looking to, you know, replant things. Maybe the soil needs to lie fallow for a season. I don't know. I, I'm i garden adjacent. I don't know <laughs> enough about gardening. All right. I would love to learn, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, so the next day he worked in the garden with all of his might, but he could not get it finished. Probably because... I don't know that might is necessarily what you want when gardening. I'm curious if he just tried to battle the garden. Get up like a stubborn stump or something, maybe. Yeah, like I'm sure there there are times when you are going to war. Uh, I hear mint is particularly difficult to <laughs> to destroy, so that might be a wartime effort. To destroy? Yeah, like getting mint out of the ground. Hmm. It overtakes things rather aggressively. So you want to keep mint in a pot. But damn, is it tasty. It is very tasty, but if you put it on the ground, it will conquer. Worth it, I say. Um, so the witch tells him, alright, clearly you can't work anymore today. Like You've reached your physical limits. You've warred the plants um, quite enough, so... How's about I give you another night here if tomorrow you split some firewood for me? So he agrees. The next day it takes him the whole day to do the firewood pile that she has instructed him to split. Um, And the witch offers again that night. um, Look, uh, you can stay one more night, but I have a very small task for you in the morning. Uh, My light fell into a dry well behind the house. It burns blue, and it never goes out, and I want you to get it for me. That's a ghost of a person. (laughs) Also, you might see, like, some fucked up looking cats with extra ears or something. I don't know. (laughs) So in the morning, the old woman lowered him down into the well in a basket. Um, And something I think was pointed out in the episode discussion of the tinderbox... Uh, how this old woman 
So, or was it us? I don't know. Someone pointed out <laughs> old woman, weak, soldier, strong. Why not lower old woman to the ground? It's a great point. So she lowers him into the well, and he finds the light, signals to be pulled back up, and when she, he was close to the edge, she wanted him to just give her the light. Give me the lamp! Yeah, that's our other remix flavor getting tossed in here. Um, so he tells her, no, I'm, I'm not giving you what you want until I'm standing on solid ground. And she... You're uh, just gonna drop me in this well. Yeah, she's apparently related to the tantrum-throwing magician from the Aladdin story, so she throws her own tantrum and just lets him fall back into the well and stalks away without getting the light. It's just well, like, I now I'm in this well and I have this light. I just have to ask, like, to what end at that point? Like, the soldier's gonna keep going on. You get your light and you never see him again. Do you, do you have to... Do you have to throw him in your well? As far as irrational tantrums go, this is up there, for sure. I don't know that it's quite as irrational as the magician... Uh, who put an awful lot more work into the plot to get the lamp. Years. Before, and then gave up. Yeah. After giving away his genie ring for reasons unknown. <laughs> um, so he falls to the damp floor of the well without injury. Because I guess he, he has enough of those, so he's good. Um. <laughs> After a point, if you get injured you enough, filled you filled his quota already. Yeah, you can't get injured anymore. <laughs> God finally takes pity on you. It's like a weird health insurance deductible situation, but for your whole life. <laughs> um. So the blue lights with him still going strong. It doesn't go out, but that's not very helpful to him at all. So. He resigns himself to a slow death at the bottom of the well and just sits there sadly for a while. Because uh, moping is, is his first resort to most problems. And then he finds this tobacco pipe in his pocket and it's still half full. So he's like, alright, I'll give myself one final pleasure before I starve slowly to death in here. So he lit the pipe with the blue light and he began to smoke. At least I have this before I die. Uh, the fumes filled the well, and then suddenly there was a little black dwarf asking him, Hey, what do you want? What do you command? The soldier is... I, I ain't got all day. Yeah. And uh, Kid My Chaos, or Kid Rutabaga Rancher, uh, pointed out in the suggestion for the story that this is like part of the color-coded dwarf posse that we've been <laughs> running into. <laughs> True. So, mm -hmm. just the next in the rainbow of dwarves. Um, so the soldier's very bewildered by a magical dwarf showing up and asking him for commands, and he's like, why? And the dwarf like, says... Like, please tell me what to do. <clears throat> or, like, why are you even asking me to command you? What the hell mm. is going on? Uh, so the dwarf, instead of taking advantage of this man's ignorance and being like, eh, no reason, alright, bye, uh, carefully explains that, no, I have to do everything you tell me to. 
I'm going to assume he's magically compelled to say that, because otherwise it seems like a really bad move to reveal that truth about yourself. Yeah, there's something in there, in the contract. It says that, like, this is <laughs> this is the tutorial prompt. Uh, so the soldier says, oh, good. Uh, first, help me out of this well. So the dwarf took him by the hand like he's a lost wayward child and, and leads him through an underground <clears throat> passage. And the soldier is, is just wise enough to remember to take the blue light with him. Along the way, the dwarf showed the soldier all the treasures that the witch had collected and hoarded in the well. Seems like a bad place to keep them if she's having trouble getting down there herself. Um, and the soldier nabbed as much gold as he could carry. She put these in before she became too old to get them out. It sounds like there's just like a secret passage out of the well too, so it's possible that there's an easy low-grade path that she could walk into to get her light. <laughs> but she just wanted to murder a man. Or she just doesn't know about it. Maybe well, she put the just... gold in there. Or she forgot is... about it. That's true. could just be about putting someone in a situation where you have influence over them. Yeah, that's her fetish. <laughs> and so when he wasn't going to just let her that, that might explain actually why she was willing to let go of the, the blue light because the real goal was to kill a man and when yeah, he, that can come later still yeah she could just walk down the path later when he's you know died of starvation and grab the light when she needs it um so he he grabs as much gold as they, he could carry, and then they get above ground, and uh, the soldier tells the dwarf, All right, now go bind the old witch and take her to the judge. Yeah. Hog-tying uh, witches. Yep. Like we used to do in this country. I mean, this is better than the, the soldier with the tinderbox. Like, the witch didn't try to kill him or anything, she just wanted the tinderbox. And then wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't tell him her secret business, so he murdered her. Uh, yes. So this, this guy's at least going to let the, the witch, who very clearly wanted to murder him, go to justice. She, she did She did try it first. Uh, so after he told the dwarf to do this, the witch came riding by on a tomcat that was as fast as the wind and screaming horribly. Not long yes. after that happened... What? Wait, hang on. <laughs> uh-huh. This image is taking a moment to download in my brain what yeah. say that a wild cat a tomcat she's riding a tomcat who's as fast as the wind and screaming horribly screaming horribly okay like a big cat i assume it's a an oversized tomcat but maybe it's a regular sized tomcat and she's a regular sized person and this might have something to do with why it's screaming horribly <laughs> It cannot bear the weight of a full-sized witch <laughs> being a house cat. Um, shortly after the witch passed by on the house cat, the dwarf came back and he's like, look, I fixed it. She's hanging in the gallows. What next? Nice. <laughs> so that's just that hands just, off. Yeah, that was just like a little flavor thing. However, I, I believe the yellow dwarf from the titular tale, the yellow dwarf, rode a tomcat. Did he? I'm pretty. We have encountered somebody riding a tomcat. I don't remember that. I vaguely remember that. 
a Wikipedia summary is very sparse, given how long that story was. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do not recall. I'm pretty sure the Yellow Dwarf wrote a Tomcat. <clears throat> I'm happy to pretend he did, even if he didn't. Someone did, and I, I'd like to think that this um, this dwarf separated Witch from Tomcat, made Witch into Gallows Witch, and took Tomcat to one of his friends. Gotta do something with it. Can't just leave this Tomcat to its own devices. It's so fast. Like, it'd be <laughs> such a waste. It'd be a waste. <laughs> Uh, so the soldier tells the dwarf, I don't need anything more at the moment. Go on home, but be ready when I call you. And the dwarf tells him, well, just light the pipe with the blue light and I'll be with you. I assume to prevent him from just screaming his name in the middle of town or whatever. It's like, no, this is, a, you clearly didn't figure out how this worked. So here, <laughs> here are the instructions. Please don't yell for me. Please, please, please. <laughs> So the soldier returned to the city from which he'd come, and he moved into the very best inn, and had beautiful clothes made for himself, and he told the innkeeper to furnish his room as as luxuriously as possible. Living the high life now. Yeah, I'm gonna stay. I'm not, no double trees for me. (laughs) I'm going to the Ritz. Only, I was gonna say, I don't know what good hotels are. Is Marriott a good hotel? Uh, it's an expensive hotel, at least in that Atlanta. Was, that was that was my go-to <laughs> step up from DoubleTree, which I think it is. It's the next rung up. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember which hotel I went into. Um, there was a convention held in a really fancy hotel. It was like a small nerd convention. I've probably talked about this. They just had, like, sherbet out for people to have in the lobby. Just loose sherbet. <laughs> There's just a sherbet in, in bags. And you take handfuls of it as you pass by. It was the fanciest place I'd ever been into. I clearly <laughs> did not belong there, and everybody was very nice. Just loose handfuls of sherbet to glomp upon. It is good sherbet. Uh, so after he makes a, an innkeeper remodel a room for his tastes. Um, he summons the dwarf and he says, look, I serve the king loyally and he sent me away to starve. I would like some revenge now, please. On the king? Yes. Just feeling a bit of regicide this afternoon. Eh, just a little mild revenge. No, let's do some regicide. That's a A tier revenge. Let's Let's escalate this. Let's let's go full French Revolution. Let's wind up with a castle of our own. How about? If I have to grind for it, I'm going to grind for it in an interesting way. <laughs> uh, so the dwarf asks him what kind of revenge he wants. What flavor of revenge do you wish for? And the soldier tells him, well, late this evening, when the king's daughter is in bed, bring her here to me while she's sleeping. She will do maid service for me. Good revenge on the king there. Yep. Make the princess do maid stuff. Ooh, he's gonna be so steamed about that, probably. Probably he will, though. Ooh, he will notice. She's gonna do the work that poors have to do. I don't think he cares about if he is, like, 
many kings. He may not care about her. He will care how that reflects on him. Yeah. I mean, she's basically just furniture slash a trading token. But if that trading token is tarnished <clears throat> by manual labor... <laughs> she is she is simply like a Catan token that can be given in exchange for many wood and wool. Uh, so the dwarf says, okay, well, that's that's very easy for me to do. It's also very dangerous for you to ask for, because if you're caught, it's going to be bad. Um, and he doesn't wait for an argument, though. He just does it anyway. Like, the soldier doesn't get a response to that at all. The dwarf just brings her at midnight. Um, I mean, maybe he's just, like, legally obligated to say, hey, if things break bad, then I, I warned you about this. Yeah, please sign the terms and conditions before we proceed and the soldier just kind of like skips through them all and, and signs and like give me my princess i've got time to read sure 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 whatever spy on me i don't care sure why why not i just need to use this app so she she shows up at midnight and the soldier tells her to get to work and fetch the room and sweep the room up so when she finishes sweeping, he calls her over to his chair, stucks, sticks his feet at her, and tells her to pull off his boots. Uh, then when that's done, he throws the boots in her face and makes her pick them up and clean them until they shone. Gross. Yeah, so not only is she a maid, she is an abused maid. Yeah. Great! This Could guy... she not... I mean, presumably she still looks like the princess... And is recognizably the yeah, princess. That, and that could, hasn't changed, I don't think. And maybe could step outside. Maybe people don't recognize her, but I would think that the princess might be known. And she maybe. could be like, hey, I'm the princess and some fucked up stuff is happening in here. Unless the king like keeps her under lock and key and veil also. What a cruel irony. Wants to make sure no one sees his beautiful daughter so no one ever recognizes her when she's kidnapped into maid service. Uh, so all night she did everything as she was ordered to without making a fuss and uh, completely silent with half-closed eyes the whole time. And at first Coxcrow, the dwarf carries her back to her bed. So no one finds out. Now, the dwarf is good at, like, covering tracks. Uh, so... The next morning, she wakes up, and she goes to tell her dad about this crazy dream she had, and she's super tired, like it really happened. My muscles are sore, papa. It's like as I did if, a work. As if I've labored. So the king, like, strokes his beard, and he's like, all right, if there's one thing I know about dreams, it's that sometimes they're really happening. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna accidentally make her super ripped through all of this manual labor maybe she already is and she's and she's gonna really learn to just beat ass <laughs> the buffest princess of them all i like that this king is like the opposite of the uh the aladdin princess's mom who she's like look i was kidnapped and i had to sleep next to a strange man all night and she's like that's a dream get your ass out of bed yeah, and she's like, we have things to do. Yeah, and this this girl's like, Dad, I had a weird dream that I swept a floor, and he's like, that can't be a dream. That must have really happened to you. Princesses don't dream this shit. <laughs> um, 
So the king tells her, Tonight, fill your pocket with peas and then make a small hole in the pocket so that if you're carried away again, they will leave a trail. Luckily, the dwarf was invisibly standing nearby. That is very lucky. Because that, that this is extremely fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what he does in his free time, Al- I guess. Almost unbelievably so. <laughs> he was just having a, an invisible smoke break. Yeah, hiding, the, he was hiding behind a lettuce in the king's dining room. <laughs> um, so that night when he carried her off, uh, she did have the, the peas in her pocket and they scattered. But... He had made the precaution of scattering peas in all of the streets. <laughs> just above and beyond what the Ooh, soldier busy, asked him busy, busy! Thought you were going to tell me he just slurped them all up. Yeah, that would have been uh, probably easier than the thing that he decided to do. As he was going along. <laughs> just gave myself a pea snack this evening. That would have been wiser, too, because it would have uh, probably given a little bit more weight to the she's just dreaming argument. Yeah, the fact that there are now peas everywhere uh, is very suspicious. Yeah, it's, just, it's confirmation of the king's belief that dreams sometimes do come true, because they already happen for real. Unless a pea merchant just had an accident <laughs> all just over a, the city. He just a peed big oopso all night long. <laughs> He just couldn't control his pee. Who can? Um, So the next morning, the king sent people out to look for the trail, but he found, instead of a handy trail leading to a culprit, a bunch of poor children in every street celebrating the reign of peas and the fact that they get to eat. Loving these peas. Yeah. So the king's like, alright, if peas fail, it's time to pull out the big guns. I can't have my daughter laboring for more than three nights. So twice, twice is okay, <laughs> not three. Thinking not even a second about the implication of, uh, wow, is my kingdom okay? All these kids are eating floor peas. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's celebrating ground peas. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, he's not—he's no better than the soldier. Everyone in here sucks, but he definitely sucks pretty hard himself. (laughs) Uh, So he tells his daughter, Tonight, leave a shoe at the place where you're mating, and I will go hunt it down. Wait, excuse me? Just, like, when you're you're off doing your your maid shit, like, whatever whatever people call it. Oh, mating. Yeah, leave a a shoe. Okay, I thought you said mating, like, with with T, and I did not think that was part of... No, it's, it's the not. part of the arrangement. <laughs> nah, she's got to shine boots and look at his toes. So the dwarf is is hanging out invisibly for this conversation too, because this is just what he does, I guess. He's good. Um. So He's that, thorough. That if you evening, employ yeah. a fixer. I think you want him to be like this. Yeah, exactly. This. <laughs> <laughs> this this story, more than anything, is a fucking resume for this dwarf. <laughs> yeah. This this like fantasy Mike Herman Trout. <laughs> Didn't the, the tinderbox helper also do a lot of above and beyond work? I don't know. I I 
I'll be honest, I only remember the dogs. <laughs> I yeah, I remember the, the Mars aspects and the dogs. So that night when the soldier gives the, the standard order, uh, the dwarf tells him, look, here's the deal. I can't do anything about the shoot trick. Like there's nothing I can do for whatever reason. I'm gonna I be honest. Just, like, take they the got me. Back. Yeah, like this. They got me on this one. This is I cannot see a, any possible solution to princess leaves a shoe in your house. Can't move that shoe to a different house. Can't take it back to the princess. There's nothing we can do. I can't just put duplicate <laughs> shoes everywhere. I was gonna say I don't have a 3D printer to put the same shoe everywhere else in the kingdom. So maybe and that's. That's my solution. That's all I got. Yeah. Maybe just lay off tonight. Like, you got your revenge. She did a maid work. Twice. Yeah. Like, you can have anything in the world now, dude. Maybe let go of this vengeance plan of yours. You have a lot of money and great furniture, and I will do whatever you command. (laughs) Here's my advice. Let go of this vengeance plan, or... Actually get vengeance from the king. (laughs) (laughs) Or come up with, like, a fresh plan of any kind. Maybe wish But we gotta move on from this maid lady. (laughs) Maybe wish those wounds healed or something. I don't know. Start a new life. Um, I feel like you're utilizing my incredible talents and capabilities to facilitate a strange fetish now. (laughs) Which is to be mean to a maid. Like, I've, I've taken to spying on the king because I'm so underutilized and I'm bored. <laughs> I'm going above and beyond because this is so beneath me that I need to do I'm, something to bring it closer to my skills. I am giving myself chores to do. I can be invisible. I spread peas throughout the nation last night. That was good, um good initiative yeah i fed the <laughs> pores and saved your hide in one go and you all you can think to do is kidnap princess night after night we're in an inn they have their own cleaning service <laughs> it must it must suck to work i mean i know this because i've worked for people like this but it does really suck to work for people with just no imagination yeah <laughs> The inn is getting suspicious that they don't have to clean your place. And the innkeeper's getting real sick of your shit as far as, like, refurnishing. He worked hard on this room. Um, so the soldier tells the dwarf, just do what you're told. Because, again, the soldier's diplomacy skills are none. Probably negative. Always a good way to treat workers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's, his track record's pretty great on that, this whole story. It's- Speaks for itself. Uh, so the dwarf fetches the, the princess and she hides a shoe under the bed after she's finished with her mating work. The next morning, the king had the city search for the shoe. Which I, I appreciate the massive invasion of privacy that everyone else has gone through for this. Like, <laughs> people are just going into their houses, turning their their rooms over looking for a, like a Louis Vuitton pump um, and uh, they find the shoe in the soldier's room now the soldier had followed the dwarf's request 
made off screen and was already outside the city gate. But he was very soon overtaken and thrown into prison. In his and, and there's the lesson. In his haste to leave, and I like to think that it's because he left late in the morning and was like in a panic mode as people were getting real close to his in room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had forgotten to take his most valuable things. All of the gold and the blue light. <clears throat> Ooh, you do want to f- remember the blue light. What did he take? Yeah, if anything. <laughs> what do you start packing? Uh, he had a single ducat in his pocket. That's where I start, too. <laughs> I, I, pick, I pick up the loose change from the counter. This soldier has never had the what would you grab in a fire question asked of him ever or given it any thought of his own. Um, So he has one ducat. He's stuck in prison. He's weighted down with chains, but he does see one of his comrades walking by and he offers him the ducat for uh, fetching a bundle that he left at the inn. A bundle? Yeah. Of what? Of gold and uh, pipe and blue light. So his comrade took the deal, and there's no security of any kind in fairy tale time. So he's able to just like go into the stranger's in room, take some stuff, and leave, and no one asks any questions. Um, so he brings back the bundle, and once the soldier is alone again, he lights his pipe, and the dwarf appears, and he says, "Okay, yep, this is this is about what I expected, but don't worry, just go where they lead you." Let everything happen. But do take the blue light with you this time, you idiot. (laughs) So the next day, the soldier was tried. And as the story says, although he had done nothing wrong, Mm. the judge still sentenced him to death. Is that where we landed? Come on, judge. He did nothing wrong. Is it against the law to kidnap a princess and force her into menial labor against her will? Let him play, Raph. <laughs> There's nothing in the rules that says a princess can't be a maid. So as he was being led out to his execution, he asked the king what a downer. For, for one last wish. And the king reasonably says, what wish? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's vet these from now on. And uh, the soldier says, uh, just one more pipe smoke. And the king's like, yeah, sure, one, whatever. Smoke. One more big bong rip. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, smoke three for all I care. Don't think I'm going to let you live, though. <laughs> That'll just kill you faster, idiot. Yeah. If I don't get you, the lung cancer will, but I'm going to get you. <laughs> we shall make it a race. <laughs> Me versus lung cancer. Smoke three pipes for all I care. I'm still going to win this race. Uh, So he smokes his pipe. The dwarf shows up with a cudgel, all ready to go. This dwarf does not mess around. Um, And the the dwarf asks, and what I hope is a very sinister voice, what does my master command? (laughs) And the soldier tells him, strike down the false judges and the henchmen, and don't spare the king either. 
He's wearing sunglasses and he's smoking a cigarette and he flicks it out before he says, what does my master command? Yeah. And he's got that like half grin showing teeth that are just a little too sharp. The cigarette also glows blue. <laughs> uh, so at the command to attack, the dwarf takes off like lightning, zip zap, specifically. Like lightning. Yeah, the zip-zap kind. Not the zop, though. If you add zop, then you're a theater troupe. But if it's just zip-zap, then you're lightning. It's what? a very fine line between lightning and theater troupe. What What does zop have to do with it? <laughs> so, Gordy being closer to lightning is not familiar with the game zip-zap-zop? No. <laughs> Are you familiar with zip-zap-zop, Tyler? I feel like I've heard you talk about it. It's a... It's a warm-up game that you do in a theater. It's meant to, like for paying attention to what other people are doing. You basically like clap point at somebody and just like zip and then they have to pick it up and go zap and then zop and then after a point you can change the the consonants so like flip flap flop quip quack quap etc. But the game is zip zap zop. Uh, so everyone the dwarf even touched with his cudgel fell to the ground and didn't dare to move. So I don't know if the dwarf is actually doing murders or if he's just like tagging people and they're just quivering on the ground silently hoping that this whole thing passes over them. Ah, uh, the interns are here. <laughs> um, so the king became afraid very suddenly. Because what is king power versus a cudgel? So he begged for mercy and he offered the soldier his kingdom and and his daughter for a wife. Is that another rock, paper, scissors for us? Uh, king what, cudgel. What do you mean? King power beats lung cancer <laughs> but loses to cudgel. Does lung cancer beat cudgel? Let's say it does. <laughs> this, this cudgel smokes ten packs a day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, that's the end of the story. We don't even know if the soldier took him up on that offer or if he just stood over him with a crazed smile and pointed at him and the dwarf just brought down the cudgel. We don't know. The offer was made, but was it accepted? The soldier didn't seem to give a shit about the princess as a person. No. Or even as a, a hot trophy. So that's this one. Kind of, I guess, anticlimactic? It's either anticlimactic or a cliffhanger. Which ending would you prefer? Yeah, kind of a choose-your-own-adventure uh, that you get to think about on your way home from the storyteller campfire, I guess. <laughs> like, huh. Did he marry the woman? Did it become like a normal, healthy wife-husband relationship? Or did he just like have her continue doing maid work and throwing shoes at her face? So it just leaves you with something to think about. Or did he not marry her and have the dwarf kill the king? I think the princess eventually devoured both the soldier and the king. <laughs> As she should. <laughs> Rightly so. Tweet, 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 what a lovely bird am I. 
I think this dwarf had something against this king. This is this is dwarf orchestrated vengeance, but like needed it to happen through the medium of a human giving the orders, and just got really unlucky with this fucking guy. I don't know if it would be even like a personal dwarf versus king vengeance, or if maybe the dwarf has just something against royalty in general. But the fact that the dwarf is like hanging out and spying on the king specifically, and then going above and beyond. Uh huh. Honestly, I prefer your boredom answer. <laughs> He's just too powerful for this likely. shit. Yeah, he just needs he needs stimulus, so he finds it on his own. That's more compelling to me <laughs> in this situation. I would also like to characterize the dwarf as being fairly merciful to people in lower positions of power. Mm-hmm. Like feeding the poors the peas. Um... And, like, just tapping the cudgel on people. It's like, no, just play dead. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. You, you lie down and go sleep. Fall, fall over. Just fall over. Just, like, pokes okay. them gently. Yeah. Because <laughs> the judges, they were not false judges. This man kidnapped a woman <laughs> three nights in a row. He did quite a few things wrong, actually. <laughs> it's not a good person. I don't know if, like, the death penalty is what you deserve, but we're in fairy tale times. You get the death penalty for disappointing a king who for wanted a coat. For fucking sneezing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, death, death penalty is just sort of what naturally happens to you around 28 years old. <laughs> it's, it's the cure-all for all social and minor inconveniences. Uh, so given that, it's not out of the ordinary for him to be sentenced to death for kidnapping a princess three nights in a row. I do think the dwarf killed the king, though. I think cudgel happened, and the, the soldier did not go for the princess deal. What's he gonna do with a kingdom? The soldier? Yeah. Seems less interested in... In, yeah, that kind of... He doesn't responsibility. Again, he lacks the imagination to wield power effectively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't even get like a a nice house. He got an in room. <laughs> right. He he didn't even own that property. Like he was going to pay rent forever at the Ritz Carlton, rather than get. But his it own. looked really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a nice cushy hotel, um, but. He he does not want to be responsible for owning it or property taxes. He will just pay hotel rent, not even apartment rent. Hotel rent for dealing, the rest of his life. Dealing with the HOA is more than he can handle, and and the kingdom is just too far beyond. And it seems very short term solutions anyway. So I think he would just kill the king for for personal joy and vengeance, and then run out of wishes to make. Was he limited in wishes? No, the apparently the the dwarf would just do anything he told him to. So, yeah, if, as long as he's got the blue light, he can just ask for shit for forever. I am very curious about this witch and her tomcat. I, I wish the story <laughs> had spent a little bit more time on her. Yeah, pretty nice. <clears throat> she just she got out of town and found a tinderbox. <laughs> It's on. my headcanon that she is the same fucking witch. She traded the tomcat to the dwarf. 
Yeah. For freedom. And he, yeah, he just told him that she's in the gallows. So No actual confirmation. Yeah, if he if he had to do the thing in order to fulfill his magical contract or whatever, maybe he just brought her to the judges. They all said hi and then he like traded cat for freedom. Or just brought her to the gallows. Yeah. And then let her go. Yeah, she's just hanging there. Just chilling. <laughs> she's just hanging, parentheses, out. <laughs> so, this guy not as bad as Tinderbox Soldier, but I think only because he lacks the imagination to be quite as, as nasty. Yeah, imagine if he had uh, <laughs> a brain. <laughs> I mean, something imagine. to be thankful for. <laughs> A brain or follow through or anything. Do you think the dwarves and the, the genies are of the same cloth? As as wish giving entities? Yeah, like is there just Are they all just djinn of some kind? Or do their powers come from the same origin? Yeah. Same with like the fish that Grant wishes. It's just all the same power in different forms. Uh, I'd like to think so. What, who is giving the, the wish power? Who's behind it? I'm not sure. There, I mean, there seem to be some rules and contracts going on. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're just a very specific type of fae? Does not strike me as particularly fae like no because the fae usually try and get something in return and there are tricks and traps and things going on yeah this is a I think this is a different energy but it definitely seems like these things are are bound to service yeah uh maybe it's like a corrupted fae or a captured fae thing where the the powers are there, but they are now bound by contract to something else, which would it be... Is al- it's almost in a way that, like, they want to test themselves. What's that? In their service. Or at least in this case. Maybe not so for the genies. But again, Ring Genie, kind of underutilized, so we could have characterized him the same way as being very bored, but... Mm-hmm. Like, put put me to the test. Let's see what I can do. I got all this wish power. Let's make something happen. Maybe it's yeah. like a small rebellion when they when they do above and beyond. Like they are sort of breaking the the spirit of their contract without breaking the letter of the the contract yeah like starting to stretch it to to its limits a little bit maybe that is a bid for freedom or just expression just a subtle subtle reminder that like hey i i am actually capable of more than whatever shitty thing you asked for i yeah put your mind to it i am extremely powerful my circumstances just suck right now yeah oh so yeah, maybe maybe Jin are, are just fae creatures that got trapped by by something. Hoisted by their own petard. 
<laughs> the rules lawyering turned against them. Just feel like a, a punishment for something related to that. And also explain why they come in so many different forms. The wish granters. What do you mean? I mean, we got the, the genies. We've got the dwarves. We've got fish. Like, yeah, like they just manifest in so many different forms because it's not just one, you know, species of of magical being. It's a punished section of magical beings. Like a, are you saying like a class of magical being then? I I guess yeah. Like this, like being a djinn or a genie or a wishing fish or a dwarf tied to a tinderbox, is a uh, is a punishment. As opposed to being, like, something that they're born into. So, like, parole or something. Yeah. Community service. Because it is almost an inverse of the usual fairy mess where they try and, like, take something from people. Using, like, rules as a, a means to that end. I do like the community service aspect of it because... Of like how fed up they are by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> no, I gotta no. do this, but like, let's make it quick and easy, huh? I have more power in my little finger than you have brain cells in your entire you... skull. I will rain peas just to have something to do. I cannot believe how boring you are. <laughs> so, thank you, Kid Chaos Rutabaga Rancher, for suggesting this tale to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this uh, this Grammy tale. Thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring the show and keeping us rolling. Um, thank you to our top-tier patrons. Allison, Nikki, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, Hiirius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Thimbles Are a Stitcher's Best Friend, Awkward, Project Birdfall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Popping On Off With a Bang, Caitlin, Danielle, the Wimbus stained red by the balloon wind of clown creation, Ya Girl Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespadesu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, Deprave, Shave, Sonic Wave, and other words that rhyme with Dave, Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, Definitely Not Yahweh Yahweh in Disguise, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. Happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.